0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Comfort Free Conversations, and we're here to undo everything you think you know.
1: Hello, hello, how's your afternoon going?
0: It's pretty good, it's late evening, well it's early evening over here, it's already 8 o'clock, it's only 6 over there if I'm not
1: mistaken. You are correct, yes well that's good that's good i'm excited i'm enjoying our topic
0: (laughs) yeah i was i was trying to be as clever as possible with the little topic i came up with um so uh first before we kind of hop into anything like i don't know you uh we don't know each other let's let's like what what tell me something about you
1: absolutely okay um well first thank you for inviting me to your show and i think that's pretty cool um, I've been on these stereo streets for about maybe five months now I just love coming and having podcasts where I can just be inspirational be informative have some really deep thought provoking conversations and um, just like to bring a little a little laughter so that's about it pretty much um mid 30s married so just out here trying to run away from Corona. What about you?
0: <laughs> run away? That's funny. So I'm a, uh, I'm a college student. I am in my senior year, uh, majoring in psychology. Um, I am big on uh, spirituality, things of that nature. I'm also big on like philosophical conversation um, and just general self improvement. I would say it was probably my biggest interest. Um, just for people coming in, just know a little bit about us. So, I mean, that's kind of the, even the motivation for the show that I do, um, that I do host. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, I'm First, thank you for having me on the show uh, or being willing to come and speak with me. Um, I owe you just as much of a thank you as you gave me.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited. I've listened to your previous shows and you really do come up with some good content and information. So I'm excited.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. i say the same thing to you. I've definitely checked out a couple of your shows. And um, even like, even just the brief conversations we've had, your demeanor is very, um, is very like, oh, she's going to provoke some thought, which I enjoy, which gets me excited and gets my blood pumping.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I thought your title was very clever. Do you mind, um, diving into that and why you chose it and the way that you worded it
0: (laughs) so so first I I can't disclude myself from this I've definitely participated in this so that's where the we come from and it's so it could be confusing you could read it like I'm supporting this statement that I'm saying like like I'm saying this affirmatively but in all actuality I'm really saying this is just a problem like we we shop for people like we shop for clothes and Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's very problematic I think uh we think that relationships are a consumption product, which, which they're not. Um, they're a person, and they're not an ideal package or a cookie cutter shape or a thing that you uh, can just have your ideal of. They're going to come as that person. Um, and I think uh, it's problematic, you know, and I think it creates a lot of paradigms or perspectives on, Things like speed dating, internet dating, like I think this idea of dating or this the Amer- this Americanized standard of dating, like opens up the door for all of those different kind of conversations.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. Especially our generation, especially since the introduction of the smartphones. Um, You can have a relationship (laughs) at the click of a button, or you can end one, dismiss one, or ghost somebody at the click of a button. So I think that you are right on point. Um, You know, when when I saw this topic, I was like, oh, he's so right. Because literally, (laughs) we shop online for our favorite clothes and, and, you know, accessories and whatever. You're doing the same thing when you are looking, quote unquote, shopping for your significant other. I met my husband online and let me tell you right now there were a lot of swipes before I got to him you know I think it's a blessing but it can also be a curse as you're saying it's mm-hmm. great to have you know a variety of people on which you could choose from you know it gives you options you know and I feel like if you have options and you hopefully in theory you know will have enough uh, abilities to to really hone in what you're looking for but on the other side of it because you have so many options people start to get uh, picky and judgmental and they never even given the person the time of day to truly present their best self. So I think you're right about that.
0: Well, I think that was well said. I think I'm, first off, I'm interested to hear your experiences, but because the uh, comments are piling up real quick, um, attending to what we said, I think I'll do this one a little bit differently and we'll play them as they come. Maybe it'll create a much more dynamic conversation for the two of us anyway. Um,
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Should we go into our first one?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
2: Hey, y'all. How's it going?
1: Hello, Mr. Who. Hello. Definitely chime in. Let us know. um, Have you had any luck with online dating or dating in general? And how did that work? Did you shop for your partner or did you genuinely (laughs) just try to let the relationship? you know, evolve in its natural course. Let us know.
0: That was that was good. I like that. I like the question that you posed to the audience. That's that's well said.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's keep going.
0: Hey Amina, I think I ran into you yesterday. You were the one that said that you follow the Bible and that you were religious, right? I think I was here yesterday. Did I yes. have a conversation yesterday? I do it's true I don't I don't I don't remember having a conversation specifically yesterday where I said that but it's true
1: Absolutely I would argue to say that getting into a relationship is a shopping but experiencing one is completely different
0: Hmm okay Makes sense
1: I I could see that Absolutely. I could see that too all right, let's go to this last one, and we can dive into the conversation.
3: I actually met my future wife in yeah. person.
1: Absolutely, and you know, I when I was doing some research online, online dating is actually taking over like a like a huge storm of of how people are meeting nowadays. Back in the day, people met through, like, their their social circles, right? You're talking about your family mm-hmm. members, your friends, maybe at your work, at school. But, you know, in our generation, click, click, babe, babe. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> click, click, babe, babe. Uh, um, what was I going to say? I was going to so, – so how do you think that affects, like, a society on a larger scale where – things like what is that what are the implications of something like online dating on a society like ours in terms of how we view love or relationship
1: right okay now that's a good question okay well let me tell you right now um, I love statistics and I love facts and I was reading this article and it said 28% of people, okay, and this is from Michigan State University, said mm-hmm. that they're most likely to, online relationships are most likely to, to break up or dissolve in within the first year than actual relationships that have started from meeting face to face. So, wow. I don't know, I just, yeah, you know, and, and mind you with this, each couple is different. It, it's hard to put everybody under the same umbrella or in the same box, okay? But, I just feel like when you have instant access to so many people, it may it may make it a little bit easier for you not to really, truly invest in taking time to get to know the person. Because you've got an inbox that can be filled from anywhere from one to a hundred different people that you have now had to divide your attention to and weed out the ones that you truly, truly want to dive into. So I don't know, I just I just feel like self-gratification so quick, especially with love, can be a little detrimental. you know, it's, you get on my nerve, swipe, <laughs> you don't look cute, <laughs> swipe, <laughs> you know, and you're missing out on great people. What if they're just not photogenic, but they have a beautiful soul, and in person, they look better. So I don't know, I just think it makes people really picky and judgmental.
0: That's true. I think, well, I can understand not wanting to compromise what you find as attractive, but to think that you will necessarily have the perfect version of a attract like that okay, let me phrase it this way to think that you won't have to compromise on anything that you want is unrealistic. that's a person you created in your head so I definitely agree that in terms of dating um, and you maybe maybe they have something not that's not quite the way that you would have liked it um, and you should probably venture to know them a little bit more because you. One, you could be making an assumption about something that may not be true, or you could be reducing them down to their physical appearance. I know I dated someone that I was not the most physically attracted to, but the reason that I was attracted to them was because of who they were as a person that made me actually view them more physically attractive.
1: Right. And you I'm assuming you met this person face to face, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so think about that. You had time to generically be able to get to know this person their likes, their dislikes, their quirks, things that made them beautiful rather outside of the physical element. And over time, that person has grown upon you. But on the online, you don't have that look. Mm. You, don't, you don't have that ability to truly do that unless you're just a kind-hearted person and you'll just reply to anybody that sends you something. So the dynamics definitely, they definitely matter. You know, um, I don't know. Can you, can yeah. you say that the online relationships now you know may affect the way that we are like back in the day people used to stay to get married much longer but then also mm-hmm. that was the culture our culture now if you're unhappy
0: bye <laughs> and i don't agree with that culture i think that totally messes up the paradigm of marriage and what it stands for like if you say in my opinion if you say death do us part and before you say "death do us part," you have the idea of a divorce in mind, and it's not "death do us part." Like you didn't, I don't know. So I, I, so okay. I think of it this way: I take. I think the reason that divorce is so high is not because people aren't willing to commit. Like, like, let me say it like this: for divorced people, they're not wrong. It's okay to be divorced after the fact. Like, like, but prior to divorce I would not say that I would agree to it here's an example let's say you're in an abusive relationship right obviously mm-hmm. it's not ideal to stay in an abusive relationship like you you wouldn't want to stay in that because it's, you're risking harm to yourself by physically staying with that person so Absolutely. it's not that it's not that you should stay with the abusive person it's that you have to be so critical of the person that you're possibly saying to death do us part with that the fact that I could possibly be dating an emotionally, verbally, or physically abusive person, I need to take my investigation of them that much more seriously if I'm going to mean this commitment of death do us part.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of people, especially a lot of young people who don't know who they are or what they truly want or will not tolerate, get into marriages under the wrong pretences and they end up suffering for it down the line either they're in they're trapped in a marriage that is loveless or they end up having to get divorced and then often divorce multiple times further so most definitely most definitely i agree with you but before we keep going on you want to get these messages yes ma'am all right hey yo mina you trying to fuck or something because like i know you got a fat ass i've seen that shit Thank you. It is, but we're going to stay respectful and stay on topic. Thank you for chiming in though.
2: So one thing I was thinking about is like, we don't date, we don't shop for partners. We look for something to, for the other person to fulfill in our lives. And if we feel like we don't find that void to fill, then we just move on to the next person.
0: And I think you're right. I think I think you're right about that, but I don't think it's right to do that. No. Like, why it's are not. you looking to someone else to fill? And I'm not accusing you of this German guy, but why? Why would anyone look for some person else to fulfill a void? And I think this is this has drastic implications. I just made a post about this the other day, but um, there was the it, basically if you cannot. Like you're already placing a condition on another person's love. Like you're already placing the condition that in order to love them, they have to fulfill the void in you, which already defeats the definition of love. If you believe love to be an unconditional thing.
1: I don't. Okay. I don't, I don't believe it is. And I, I know that's going to sound horrible. Um, be- there's got to be conditions within love as you were saying like you know what you, you don't want to be whether it's a relationship you know, friendship or marriage in a relationship that is physically abusive to you and I can even argue and mentally um I, I pledge to you that I'm going to unconditionally love you do death to us part but if you're coming at me and you're beating me and you're and you're hurting me to the point where my life is now in jeopardy I I have to now stand for myself and I have to break that unconditional love because the conditions are no longer going to be positive, healthy or safe for me. And so, I mean, I hate to say that, but you have to you have to take care of yourself. You have to make sure that you are going to thrive in that relationship. And I'm a person who believes, you know, really working on your marriage. But at the end of the day, if you cannot thrive in it and it's not a safe place, it's not where you need to be. So when people are like, I love you unconditionally. mm.
0: Well, I disagree with you. Here's why. Interestingly enough, I think that there's a difference between love and affection. So you may have to withdraw your affection from them because they're a dangerous person. That doesn't mean you don't love them anymore. And sometimes, sometimes for people like, have you ever had a very toxic or codependent friend?
1: Absolutely.
0: Did you have to at any point remove yourself from their lives? Absolutely. Because if you mm-hmm. stayed, you were enabling the behavior that they were putting up. This is true. So you this leaving was a decision to love them.
1: Love them and myself. So no, I, exactly. I get where you're going with that. You're right. You can love someone, but be 10 feet away. You know what I mean? Have your boundaries. And I get that. No, I will agree with you. I'll give you that one.
0: So in my so my point of saying that is that unconditional love is not... Necessary. See, like there... I don't think there should be a thing as unconditional affection. And I think this is very problematic. Here's why people need love. They inherently need love, right?
1: Absolutely. They do.
0: This is why people hate being called monsters. If you Mm. think about like, let's remove, let's just talk about monster. What did, when you hear the word monster, what do you think of?
1: As applied to a person in a relationship, correct? Um, what do you just mean? Just
0: like just monster like when let's take it out of the context of relationship. Let's just talk about monster. When you hear the word monster, what comes to mind?
1: Scary, life-threatening, huge, angry. That's those are the first things I think of when I think of monster.
0: You do you realize that everything that you just described is the synonymous with what could be said about certain animals? Absolutely. So, like, monster in an objective definition could just be an unidentified creature. So why do we take it so offensively when we hear the word monster?
1: Because nobody wants to be told that they are in the wrong or that there's something wrong with them. Why? So are, why? Because what, what do you mean, why? Why? Why, do, wants- why, does
0: no one, why does no one want to be wrong? What does it matter if we're wrong or not right? Or, like, you know what I'm saying? Why? It's a reason behind it, I think.
1: I mean, I would have to just say that people probably, like I said, they don't want it. They don't want to be state, They don't want to be told they're wrong. That's gonna hurt their self esteem, the way they view themselves, the way other people views. They get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. You know, most people are gonna to want to protect their self image. You know, and so if somebody was referred to them as a monster, majority of people are gonna either get offended or hurt behind that.
0: And I think you're right. I think people are going to get offended. I think you said a lot of things that were on track with what I wanted to mention when you talk about um, when you said, excuse me, I'm drawing a blank. When you said uh, the protect and preserve their self-image, right? Because right. me being right or wrong or me being a monster, I think the assumption that's behind that is if you are a monster, then you don't deserve love. Right.
1: Which, is, which is not true.
0: Which is not true, exactly, because to some degree we are all wrong. We all have very dark qualities that we cannot escape. Like we can work on them, but they will never right. fully disappear. Right. right. That doesn't mean you're not deserving of love because, and, and I think that's why it's necessary that love is unconditional. But I don't think affection should be unconditional.
1: And I, you know what? I will give you that. Absolutely. Um, I, but you, you hit a note. We all are flawed. We're all flawed you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it takes discipline and it takes um it takes effort and work to be able to be in a successful relationship no matter what kind of relationship it is. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, majority of the time we think about number one. And it's can you get into the ability where you put someone else's feelings, emotions and well beings before yours. So mm.
0: And that's it, good. It's, that's
1: yeah. Which is completely opposite of the way we date.
0: It's completely opposite. We don't think of putting another person first. We think of them putting us first.
1: Right. Um, What can they do for me? How will we look good? Will we look good together? Do they drive a nice car? Do they make a lot of money? How is that going to benefit me?
0: Exactly. And that's what the other person is thinking. So in our head, we think it's love. We think it's fair. Because we're looking for something from them, and and they're looking for something from us. But that's not love. That's 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 an exchange.
1: Mm-hmm. And let me argue with this, especially with marriage, okay? okay. Mm. We talk about it being an exchange. In my opinion, mm. don't shoot Amina. But I think you need to have, you need to adapt that kind of a mindset, especially when you're going into marriage. Because if you are marrying solely for marriage, for love, you will be disappointed, okay? You have to be mindful of the partner that you are going to decide to be with for the rest of your life because at the end of the day, my father used to say, marriage is 50% love, 50% a um, professional, not a professional, but a, what do you call it? Not a contract relationship, but um, a business agreement, okay? Because at the end of the day, will this person and I, will we be able to thrive? Will we be able to build a life together? You know, financially, spiritually, romantically, whatever it is, will we be able to come together and work as a team and be successful? Because I I tell a lot of my female friends, I don't care how cute this gentleman is, okay, if he is not financially stable, if he's not mentally stable. This is not the man for you. And it's not that you need to go look for a gold digger. He doesn't have to Mm -hmm. be the richest man or have the fanciest cars, but he needs to be able to take care of a household. If something was to go or arise, you get pregnant, you can't work. Can he take care of your household and vice versa? You can argue that for women, you know, women, if your husband gets sick, can you financially take the burden of the household? You know, and you, and so you got to kind of look at it in a sense like that, because let me tell you, Mm -hmm. honey, love don't pay the bills. Okay, cuteness don't pay the bills. They don't keep the lights on.
0: Depending, you have to
1: find a you have to find a balance. (laughs) Depending on what.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, what your career
1: is. (laughs) Well, you know what? Some love. In all fairness, you're right. Some love will pay the bills, but most people don't engage in that kind of career choice. But yes, but um, let's hit those messages because we we just we go on tangents. Okay. Let's see what they have to say.
2: No, I feel like I didn't communicate this right. I I totally agree with you. I don't think it's right, but I feel like that's kind of the norm now because of social media and stuff. Well, I maybe. I absolutely agree that it shouldn't be that way. But I feel like because of um, maybe Instagram, Facebook, and all the social media has a part to play. Maybe we look for all the wrong things, but I agree with you. We should get to know the person for who they are, not for what we want from them. But it's it's like a sacrificial thing, right? Like you're willing to give something up and for that person because you love them. And um, yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Thanks for, uh, yeah, I just thought I would clear that up.
0: I think you're uh, absolutely right. Yeah, I think we're, we're on the same page. Uh, I think I might have just... Clarify what I understood you to be saying a little late Um, But yeah, I think we're on the same page about about that. I think you're definitely right and I think um, But I have a question actually let's play the other two and then I'll ask my question
2: Okay That's a good question Um, I feel like I would never want to be called a monster just because it would tell me that I'm unable to love and everybody wants to love Mm -hmm. That's my short German answer
0: That's good that's good, but that's the, that's the other side of what I was saying. You, so I was implying that it means that I'm not able to be loved, but he says that it means that it means that he cannot love.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: like, I think that's very interesting because I think that could also be true. And so, like, then there's a question: like, in order to be loved, do I need to be able to love?
1: Mm-hmm. What do you think? Absolutely. I, I you think you, so? You have. To- I think so. Like, in order to be loved, you have to be loved. Like, because there's a lot of people out there who love themselves, but people are not going to want to love them. They're not going to want to deal with that. You know what I mean? When they're so self-absorbed, I I just feel like you have to have a balance. You have to have a balance of loving oneself, preserving your well-being physically and mentally, but then being able to accommodate and to be flexible and love your partner or your friend or your family member it's a give and take it's a balance you know and mm-hmm. if you cannot navigate and and make that work well you're not going to be very successful in your relationship oftentimes it'll be one sided or mm-hmm. you know someone will get offended or left out or whatever the case is love loving either yourself or another is a daily job it is a work it can be a beautiful work experience but it's something you're going to have to discipline yourself to do. And for humans, I don't believe that comes naturally.
0: I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's the biggest por- part of self-love that gets completely taken out of proportion and misunderstood. And I think that's, that reflects why our relationships are such a mess because we have no discipline and all we're aiming to do is satisfy these appetites because we've never learned how to put our desires and our pleasures aside which I think Mm -hmm. is the heart of commitment. And I think that's necessary. I think um, Will Smith has a video where he talks about like how, how irritating overstimulation of pleasure is like, think about like, like if you've ever been aroused, there's a point of arousal. That's just like nerve wracking. Like it's like this, there's enough is enough, you know, like enough is Mm -hmm. like, I should, I should allow myself peace. Or if you, if you stimulate your taste buds too much, eventually you get nauseous. You know, if you, there, there's a limit to like what what you can healthily handle when it comes to pleasure.
1: Yes, absolutely, definitely, definitely. And you know, and he also said something. I'm gonna butcher it, but I'm gonna try. Basically, he's talking about his marriage with Jada and how he's not responsible for her happiness he is responsible for his and she's responsible for hers and then they come mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. you know i just i don't know i just think that <sighs> balance like i said balance because you're right too much of a good thing is not a good thing at all <laughs> <laughs> it is not you know and mm-hmm. and balance and humility and i said that earlier in your life a lot more people need to humble themselves and when you do your life will be so much better for it. you and the people around you.
0: I absolutely agree. I want to go back to something you said earlier about, because um, I asked you the question, um, in order to be loved, do you need to be able to love? Um, and there's a quote by this guy named J.K. I mean, G.K. Chesterton. He says, there's a great, there is the great lesson of beauty and the beast, that a thing must be loved before it is lovable.
1: I mean, you learn by example. You learn by example and influence. You know, most parents, and, and this is one thing I always credit my parents for, was mm. I learned what love looked like through watching them, mm. through watching my grandparents. But then on the flip side, I saw what love wasn't by watching other couples burn and destroy themselves. You know, you, we are a learned creature. We, we learn by, you know, habit and, and thought.
0: You know, I agree. I think I I agree with what you just said. I don't disagree with anything you just said, really, but I definitely believe that to some degree, like, you cannot necessarily have or, or inherit love simply by observing it. Like, it has to be something that is given to you. I think that's one of the innate natures of love or qualities, or attributes of love is that if it is love, then it is given.
1: Yes, Okay. Agreed. Agreed. Because on the on the the flip side of that, I had had a live with a gentleman who did not receive the proper love from his mother. Mm-hmm. So when people when he as he grew up and he, he entered these friendships and these romantic relationships, even the simple thing of touch was foreign to him, and he didn't even understand. He's like, "Why are you hugging me? Like, why are you trying to kiss me? Why are you in my face?" Because that was something that was never presented to him as a child. Mm. So. It, I think it's it's a, a com- it's a combination of multiple elements that frames your mindset of love and how you love, you know, people. And you hear people say that all the time, "Well, you know, I thought it was normal that my mm-hmm. father would strike my mother because that's what wow. I saw. That's yeah. what I saw. That's what I know." Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to take your your history, everything that you have observed, you lived, you felt, you didn't feel. And then you incorporate with your worldview, what you read, what you learn, what you see from outside sources, and you have to make your mental foundation of what does love look like for you. Now, you're Mm -hmm. right. Beauty and the Beast. Belle came in there. Beast didn't want to love. He didn't know how to love. That was his biggest issue. He didn't know how to love. Mm
2: -hmm. She came
1: in, loved him, led by example, and that softened his heart. And then he was able to, you know, reciprocate that love. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just... What do, what do you your your sphere of influences? So,
0: that's good. I think I think that's good. Um, let's take the let's take some more of these comments as they're piling up, and then I have a question to go back to the online dating thing to kind of pull us back in that I think is interesting.
1: Absolutely. Here we go. The ego starts to step in when words start to define. Who they are, who they think they are, you know, with words like monster.
0: Mm. Mm. That was good. I like that reply. I think ego is a great word. I think it kind of captures a lot of things. I think ego has a lot to do. It's very related to love, I think.
1: Absolutely. Because you, well, you got to have a balance of that, too. You got to have enough ego to make sure that you're getting treated the way that you Deserve to be treated, but then also put your ego aside and humble yourself, and make sure that you put those other people's feelings, emotions, and cares and their needs above yours at certain times. Mm. Balance, 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 balance. All right, let's go to the next message.
2: I'm gonna stop (laughs) spamming you guys right away. I'm gonna go right away. But I love this topic. Keep it up. I just want to say, um, to answer the question. Yes, absolutely. You have to love yourself first to give that love out. Like if I was always super critical of myself, I would be critical about the other person too. Um, And I would probably be paranoid. What is the other person thinking about about me and stuff? If I wasn't able to show that love for myself, to myself. Uh, Somewhere in the Bible it says, love yourself or love others as you love yourself. So to some degree, you have to love yourself first. I don't know. Just a wild thought. Keep it up, guys. Love you guys. And hope you have a good day. I
0: appreciate you, German guy. I definitely agree with you. I think in order to love, I I have an order of things. I think I'll touch on that in this conversation, too. But uh, I think there's an order of love, like a procedural order of how it comes. Let's keep going. Um,
3: I guess it depends where you live and how you see everything social media has done enough to well uh, do you believe in fake friends they do all this ghosting and this other stuff so it just depends where you come from here here in texas where i am closer to the border ghosting isn't that much but there is guys that that take for granted love and they misuse it for their own their own Saw with sorbets and there's others that give a lot, give a lot, but nobody believe on them because they've been hurt by the ones that they thought they will be giving back with love.
1: Mm. A lot of people have that issue. Say more. What do
0: you mean? By the way, oh, oh, I sorry. love
1: what y'all are doing. <laughs> Positive vibes. Um, I love the way y'all are articulating yourselves very well. And I'm really digging this conversation. Thank
0: you. I think it's venomous if I'm like, that's a clever way to uh, uh, type it. Um, But I really loved your comment about ego. Like I really did. I think I kind of, okay, I have a different definition of ego. I don't think any ego is good in my opinion, because I think ego is a self-created image, a self-created version of yourself. And so personally, in my line of belief, I believe you already exist. So you don't need to create another version of yourself. More so, you need to discover the version of yourself that already exists. So if you're creating, mm. you're creating anything like this ego, you are trying to build something because you think you need to build it in order to be loved. Because you view love to be conditional and not unconditional. That's where I think ego comes from, personally.
1: Well, that was... That was really real. (laughs) Good for you. I like that so much. And you, God, you just hit me like with a brick with that one. You're like, why are you creating this? Basically, this false narrative of yourself, basically to make yourself feel better. Okay. It's a coping mechanism at this (laughs) point. You know, I I could do this and I'm this and I'm that versus really just taking a deep look at yourself, you know, whether Mm -hmm. that's physically or mentally or spiritually, You know, and I think when you can get to that point where you can just be honest with yourself, okay, the growth will just be tremendous.
0: Yeah, and that'll reflect in your relationships. Like Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, let's keep going.
2: Guys, sorry, can I comment one more time? I love this (laughs) topic. And I feel like balance, yes. I feel like I'm going to take that out and just going to balance is the most beautiful thing. Like if you love yourself too much, you end up stepping in other people's shoes and if you other people love other people too much it can contribute to kind of some kind of codependent relationship so good answer
3: mhm
0: i like i like our commenters today they're they're on this they're on the spot
1: yes and they you really do a, help make it i'm sorry
0: i was going to say you have a great audience you
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. You too, though. Me too. But um, I think love and this is about to be very sappy. So I apologize, everybody. But I think love, love is so beautiful. Love is so powerful. It is literally the one thing that we all need and want and desire. But when not handled in the appropriate manner, it
3: mm-hmm. can be
1: extremely, extremely uh, destructive. And as adults, We need to be able to understand that and figure out how do we how do you learn to properly and healthily love?
0: Mm, That's good. That's good. Because like, like, if it's not love, then you're appropriating love, which is very dangerous, because it's a very powerful thing. Like it influences so deeply, like you, you have to be very dangerous. Like, if a person feels that love was withdrawn from them, it can cause a an acceleration of ego very quickly and 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 that's very dangerous like i'm protecting myself from you trying to pull love away from me and so in that i've created a much hardened persona of myself that's dangerous uh we are not catching up on these comments so i'm going to play the next one and because i still haven't forgotten my question I'm, I'm i'm trying to stay focused here and bring it back so we're gonna get all of these things, and so we're, and then we're gonna transition back to topics, just for the sake of clarity.
1: Absolutely. Go. Just listening to your chat, I'm loving it, mate. But just wanna say, Amina, that red headband looks so fucking sexy. I fucking <laughs> love it. It makes me wanna fucking go into the ring again with Floyd Mayweather and just let him suck me off or something. But you look and cute this fuck. Give me a follow back or something. Well, I had to accessorize, and match my lipstick. So thank you. <laughs> but I really do hope you are enjoying this conversation.
0: Actually, the red lipstick, the red earrings, the red... You you really did coordinate, huh?
1: Thank you. I'll be trying. i try.
0: <laughs> Gotta stay right,
1: sweet and cute on these stereo streets.
0: On these stereo streets. Let's keep going.
3: Well, what about confidence and ego? What is both different? Hmm. I mean, both you have to show that... The confidence that you are, that you can get into anything, uh, that you have the confidence of finishing it. Ego is almost the same thing, but you just think that you will be able to finish it the way for whatever reasons. So what is the difference of confidence and ego to your opinions?
0: Any thoughts? I have some, but you could go first.
1: No, you are the psych major. Go for it. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> what I think is, I think that um, ego is an arrogance. It's a confidence in what you can perform or accomplish or put portray. Confidence itself is not necessarily like, I believe confidence to be in line with humility. I actually don't believe that confidence nor humility are different. I think pride and insecurity are the same, and I think uh, confidence and humility are the same you're confident in being aware of who you are you're confident in yourself you're not see ego often compares itself to some other thing like where do you think you got the idea to create something else you saw something and you decided to replicate it and you thought it looked good on you you thought it fit well on you so it naturally comes with some inherent comparison which is arrogance arrogance thinks that i'm better than in comparison to something else, you can't be better than if the comparison is you, right? Mm. When you're looking at growth, right, you're looking at, you're comparing yourself to yourself because that's the only way it makes sense. You have no idea what another person's starting point is or the rate that they're moving at. So it doesn't make sense to compare yourself to another person. So when you're saying what's the difference between confidence and ego, confidence is is an awareness and a humility to see yourself as you actually are. It's the absence of insecurity because you're not trying to perform. You're not trying to accomplish. You're just being, you're just being, and, and you realize that there's nothing that you perform that can take away from who you are. And therefore you're confident. You fit well in your own skin, which are two different things. Like I say, confidence is more unconditional and, and arrogance and ego is conditional on your performance whatever that performance may be. Maybe it's not directly tied to an action. Maybe it's just tied to a behavior, a behavior that you put on or or a mask or whatever the case may be.
1: Absolutely. That was well said. I'm just very impressed. And you said you're still in school? Yes. Yes, I got a great co-host. And speaking of co-hosts, if you haven't already started uh, following Comfort Free, please do, as well as me and Mina Hawk. We are on Stereo as well as Instagram. And so follow us so you can... Be notified when we are going to drop new content.
0: Yes, definitely follow her. I'm enjoying as a co-host. I'm enjoying this more than uh, a lot of talks that I've had. A lot of conversations that I've had. This is this is actually really fun. This is this is a good time.
1: Oh, thank you, thank mm-hmm. you. Once again, guys, I'm loving his show. Isn't it awesome? Let's clap it up! Yay! All right, let's go to the messages. <laughs> Alrighty, so i like what you were saying but i am gonna just have a slight disagreement because if you look up the word ego it's a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance so just like i just think it's important for people to have a sense of ego nothing too big but enough to realize that you are important that you are special and that you just shouldn't be treated by anybody any type of way and you shouldn't treat yourself um, or rather mistreat yourself. So I think a certain amount of ego is good. Um, just not too much because you don't want to be pompous or or esteem yourself as higher than another. I can
0: understand what you're saying. I think that's a good point. I think. One thing that I failed to do is come up with, and I just had a conversation about this earlier today, ironically, Um, I did not do a good job of defining a definition of ego that we all agree on. I don't think personally, when you read that textbook definition, it's what we're actually referring to when we talk about ego in a cultural Mm -hmm. context. Of what it's come to be like you know like in spirituality they say you ego death and all this other stuff so I, I'm speaking more in the lines to that not necessarily textbook definitions of it but you are right and I, that is something that I should have clarified.
1: All right well no no and I get what you're saying because I was on the same mindset as our last listener who just chimed in when I first um, said my piece about ego I was like oh you have to have a good ego you have to have bad because you just you get drawn to that but in this content you were you were saying or context excuse me you were defining the difference between confidence versus ego and I feel like what she was saying probably would fall under that confidence um aspect like you're confident in who you are and what you deserve and what you will tolerate and what you won't in the sense in in the display that you were giving does that mm. make sense? Was that where yeah. you were going with that?
0: Okay. Yeah, I think we're all in the same circle of, like, definition. Self-esteem, uh, action, like, you know, all of these things. Like, in the, we're in the same bubble, but we're all using these words just a little bit interchangeably.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the last one. I know you would like to move on.
0: First thing, on a date, you have to be nice to the woman. Treat her <laughs> like a car, like a Corvette. You are like when I touch you and... Treat her nice, put some oil chain on her, and she will teach you well.
3: Boom, 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 You know what I mean? Bada bing, bada boom. You know what I mean?
0: Interesting analogy. <laughs> it was, cute. was yeah, it was pretty cute. So, my question going back earlier, you mentioned online dating growing, and I think you're right because when you look at things like Tinder, Tinder has a huge, a massive advertisement campaign that they're on right now um and it's it's just booming and but so here's some problems that i see with that um one um it's used as like a lot for a lot of one night stands so that's one thing Mm -hmm. that i think is evidential but then my question is what do you think the value is in marriage and based off that going like how does it compare dating in person and dating online? Does dating online preserve whatever value is in marriage?
1: Okay. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot of questions. <laughs> um, let's go back. Uh, let's go with your first question. What did you say you were saying? Okay, so give me the first one back because you had five.
0: So I'm really trying to make it all one concise question. So let me just rephrase okay. the whole
1: thing. So yes. the
0: question is, what do you believe... Is the value of marriage and can online dating preserve it?
1: Okay. Love it. Value of marriage. Let's tackle that part first. There's okay. a there's, there's huge value. As a married woman, there is huge value in being married. I truly believe that and people shouldn't. We weren't designed to be a love. We weren't designed to live this life alone now that does not to say that there's people out there who don't thrive on being single because there definitely is and if marriage is not for you it's if it's not a big desire don't get into it don't waste your time don't waste their time but if marriage is something that is near and dear to your heart a lot of great can come from it especially when you find the right person that will work with you and for you okay um you have a partner life is hard Okay. Like I said earlier, one person might get sick and can't work, but you have a partner who in theory hopefully can uphold the household. You know, Mm -hmm. you have somebody who can make decisions with. You can have somebody who will protect you, who you can enjoy life with. So there's there's many, many positives about being married, married. Okay. Now I don't necessarily think it matters if you meet online or if you meet in person. what matters mm-hmm. is the condition of the hearts of the individuals who mate
0: okay
1: mm-hmm. i have friends i have over 5 different couples who have met on the same website that i met my husband on they're all still married and they're still to my best knowledge they're still thriving in their marriages okay mm-hmm. but then i know 5 other couples who met you know through a common you know interest or person and they're not so I don't it, I don't think it matters where it just matters upon the maturity and the intent of the couple.
0: That's good. And I, I think you're right. And I think because I, like previously, because, like being raised like uh, old fashioned ish, you know, like you, how old fashioned can you really be raised in an age of technology? But um you know, meeting people in person was person was my preferred method. So I think I was a little biased to that versus meeting online. But I think you're right. I think you can make the same mistakes online that you could make in person and you can make the same accurate, healthy decisions that you can make online.
1: Right. So, Right. But I will, I will throw a little m- monkey wrench in my, in my little statement. Mm-hmm. Online gives you access to a vast amount of individuals than you probably would have In person, so with that stated, when you're online, if that character really is going to have to 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 take a take the front seat, because I remember with my with my husband when we got to the point where we were like, okay, we want to make this exclusive. We -hmm. both looked at each other and we're like, so we're we're getting rid of this app, right? Like we don't (laughs) need this, right? You know, and that was a condition that if he had not deleted the app, then we wouldn't have been exclusive because Mm. clearly you need a backup, you know what I mean? Because at right. any point in time, if we don't work out, then you can go and reactivate your account. But if we're in a, an exclusive, healthy relationship, uh, you don't you don't need boo but we don't need that. So, <laughs> you know, so that's my only downfall is that you have some steep competition because there are thousands of individuals online and all it takes is a swipe to the left, swipe to the right, and you're like number three on the bench, you know, so mm-hmm. that's, that's, you have to take that into consideration as well.
0: And, and OK, and, and I think this is very, 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 very important point to make, not just because you're talking about online dating, but the way that we interact in general, because if we think about it, if we're truly honest with ourselves, we kind of all online date. And I don't mean you download uh, online dating profile, social media in and of itself. If you've ever met a stranger through social media because they followed the a page that you follow and y'all had something in common. To some degree, you have dated. So you have the internet, you have participated in this online dating. And the reason I bring this up is because like it's the same thing like Amazon. Before Amazon came out, you had to get your butt up and you had to go to Walmart to shop for what you were looking for. But now that everything is on Amazon, you have a lot more variety. Everything is much, the market has accelerated so much. Everything has kind of like kicked in the hyperdrive. And I think that kind of force us to think of this person in the same way that we think of a Amazon package like there's a million other Amazon packages out there and I could just go open any up any one of them or I could just buy 20 at the same time
1: Hmm. I'm telling you you, you you gotta have some kind of element of trust <laughs> when you're doing your you know date online but I mean but even in real life, he can, you know, come up to you at a bar or she can come up to you at a bar and, and, and you know, smile and cheese and cupcake you. And then you leave early and then he'll turn around and go find someone else. So really, at the end of the day, you got to really just trust the person that you are engaging with in a romantic sense, because anybody can cheat. And in 2021, literally, it takes one click. So
0: Yikes. So, so, okay, let's then we've talked about this kind of the current paradigm, like the current reality of, of dating. So let's phrase it in what we both think the right way to date is. What do you think the intention of dating should be? How is it like, and how does that compare to what it currently is? Like, how is it wrong and how should it be right?
1: Okay. I, let me start with the wrong first. I think the only way you're going to be wrong when you're dating someone is if you are not completely a hundred percent transparent. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're leading somebody on, if you are, you know, omitting the truth, that's where you go wrong. I don't think there. So, but if, if you're transparent, then I think you can do what you want to do because mm-hmm. really dating is defined by the person and, or the couple that, or the, the union that they're in. And then, for example, there you can be, you, you choose, do you want to be a person who's in a serious relationship or do you want a person who, ju- are you a person who just wants a casual fling? I mm-hmm. don't necessarily think either are great or bad. You know, it just depends on the needs and wants of the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was single um, and I would have a man approach me, I would have more respect for that man. If he was completely honest with me versus try to like pretend and lie. For instance, if he came up to me and was like, Hey, you know, I think you're beautiful. I'm not really looking for a serious relationship, but if you're willing to hook up, um, I'm down for it. Mind mm-hmm. you, it was always a no. But I had a <laughs> lot of respect. <laughs> I always had a lot of respect because he, he put it on the table. He gave mm-hmm. me a choice. He gave me a choice if I wanted to, you know, to just have a little fun or keep it pushing. And I think if you can be transparent and tell the person your expectations, your boundaries, what you're looking for, and you allow them to decide if they're going to rock with you or not, and then I think that's that's the right way to date because maybe someone's really busy and they don't have the ability to be in a, ro- a long-term romantic relationship. Maybe they travel a lot. They got, you know, they got to do this. They got to do that. But they do want a little bit of companionship because I'm sorry, there are women out there who are like, I'm not looking for a long-term relationship. I just need a little a little tightening up here and there. And
0: <laughs> need a maintenance check.
1: Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Just, <laughs> I just need a little, little, little help and then you can keep it pushing. Key is the communication. That's the right way of of dating. So okay. That's just my opinion.
0: Okay, I think I think I agree with a lot of things. I think I see a lot of things differently too. I'll I'll lay out mine. I think mm-hmm. I think one of the, first I'll I'll start the same way that you did. I think people should stop dating ideals and date people. I think mm. that's the that's the first big thing that's wrong. You're not dating the person. You're looking. At, 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 actually, let me preface that. Let me go back. Let me rewind. I think the first thing I want to start with is that. Married life is not better than single life,
1: it's just different. It's not, (laughs) it
0: it comes with its own pros and cons. If you, I'm pretty sure you can say that offhand. Like, there are some benefits that you had to being single that you don't have now that you're married, and there are some pros.
1: Absolutely. Um, Amina can't just get up and be like, I'm out, I got to tell people where I'm at. You know what I mean? I gotta Mm -hmm. check in with my husband. You know what I mean? Um, You know, if I want to have male friends, I'm not just hanging out with them like that. You know what I mean? Like, there's things Mm -hmm. that I got to do. I got to put my husband's consideration first. So, yeah. But with that stated, it's beauty because I got a partner. I got a lover. I got somebody Mm -hmm. that I can grow old with. So, you're right. It's not better. It's just different. I love that you said that.
0: And it's so important that we understand that because there's a desperation that people have when dating because they feel like they have to find the right person because America has convinced people that married is better than single.
1: Yeah. Yes. And there's so much pressure, you know, from your parents, your mama, your grandma. What am I going to have grandbabies? And, you know, what are you going to do this? Because everybody wants that house with the picket fence with the 2.5 children. And (laughs) I, I, I had a listener... And she, I did a segment where we were like, okay, it was goofy. We were like, you got a magic lamp. What are your three wishes? And one of her wishes was, I want to be married. I'm over the single life. I'm over trying to do this dating. I want to be married. And, And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be married. Nothing wrong. But if it turns into an obsession where now depression is taking over because you do not feel complete because you are not in this union, that is where you have issues because that will lead to you settling and mm-hmm. then eventually that'll catch back up to you possibly
3: mm.
1: in a negative format and now you're stuck with somebody because all you want to do is get married and you overlooked red flags because you just want to be you want to be married so Ooh. with that stated be careful where you allow your emotions and your heart guide you to because they go trip you up in the end at the end of the day you got to be okay being alone it's okay to have desires but if it's an obsession It's not healthy. And you got to figure out what is it that is making you feel like this is a necessity in your life.
0: So so going back to and I agree with you, I I think that's dangerous. Um, So and I think it creates desperation, like I said, um, in it. So when you think that way, I think you can date much more soberly if you view like it is because I think that's what stimulates this idea to date ideals and not the person like if you just so badly want to be married it has nothing to do with the person that you're marrying which is really sad and then you come to find out the person that you actually married and realize that you didn't know them all along Mm -hmm. um I think that so and then and then the other thing with that is if you date ideals it doesn't require you to know yourself it only requires you to know your fantasies because you're not comparing yourself or your compatibility you're comparing um if they match your ideal. And if you're looking right. at the person themselves, it should stimulate you to look at yourself and tell you something about you and what you like and what you can have in your life and what where you're still broken, where you know all this should be stimulated out of this other person.
1: Yeah. If you're and dating does, them. Yeah. And it's unfair to them because now yeah. you put them on a pedestal on what you feel like they should be You know, doing or achieving. And if they get to the point where your ideas do not match their actions, Mm -hmm. you're going to be mad. You're going to be big mad. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, so you want to get to your messages? They're piling up. They are activating. Yes, (laughs) they are.
3: Let's go. I mean, technically, I always believed it as is, you know, the traditional values of, you know, you get
0: married, you're with that person, and that's the person that's for you. Hmm. I have something to say about that really quick before we hop on. I don't mm-hmm. believe in, the, I don't believe in our a, the a right person because think about it like this. Let's say there was one right person designed for you. First off, it kind of debunks free will if that person is fated to get with you. That means you don't really have freedom of choice, one. So if freedom of choice exists and that person then thus decides to go marry another person, where is your perfect somebody? They've already been married off. So then that means you can't have the person that you were fated to be with. Well, then now what? I think there are several, I think there are many people who are compatible with you, which brings me to another point that I wanted to mention in my, in how people should date and stop dating like a product. And this helped me a lot. And I'm actually even reconsidering how early you can begin to commit because the problem of America is not attraction. The problem of America is commitment. Because we always are afraid that there is better out there. But you're not looking for a perfect product. You're looking for a compatible product.
1: Does that make so sense? So you, you said you were in your mid-20s, correct? Yes. You are brilliant beyond your ears. Because all that, all that like perfect soulmate and he's the one and only is a lie. Okay, let me tell you right now there are many, many people out there who can be just as compatible as the one that you're currently dating. Okay. And if anything, they'll bring a little bit more to your, to your life. Okay. So don't ever get, get hung up on that. Oh, he's the one. And I won't be happy if he's not, if it's not him, you will be just fine. You will be just fine. <laughs> so I agree with you a hundred percent in that. And I'm with you. I always tell my friends, I'm like, look, I don't recommend people getting married until their late 20s. I don't recommend people getting married until after 25, 26. I didn't get married till 30. I, Amina, before 30, would not have had a successful marriage. I, would, I, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted. I tolerated more than I needed to. You know, mm. so learn yourself. Learn yourself. This and, is
0: good. This is really good.
1: Yeah. Um, and I have an affirmation to
0: everyone, especially women, because I think women are conditioned to uh measure their value by how attractive they are to the surrounding society. This is my affirmation to you guys. If a person tells you no, or if you tell a person no, it is not a stop comparing your value. It has nothing to do with your innate worth. It's about compatibility. You it's it has not you could be Worth let's let's hypothetically say that different people had different values, which they don't. You could be worth 30,000, and his compatibility could be better with a 50. It has nothing to do with your value, it's about what was more compatible for whomever that person was,
1: right? And just think of it as oh, goodness, thank goodness they saved me some heartache and trouble and time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's what I'll end on. All right, thank you for coming out. Follow her tune tune into her show as you can see she has lovely things to say and a lot of wisdom to offer i'm going to be chiming in because i'm now more intrigued now that i've had an actual dialogue with her myself i'm definitely excited to tune in in the future and hear some more of her dynamic ideas all right guys and we'll
1: catch you next time good night everybody bye-bye
0: okay that's the end of this episode if you like this kind of content and or just want to support me in what I'm doing, you can go to the entire video at Stereo.com slash comfort underscore free, or you can support me on my Patreon page, patreoncom dot slash comfort free conversations. That is is patreon.com/comfortfreeconversations. slash comfort conversations. Thanks and catch you next time.